The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome to the Financial Focus Radio Show with your hosts, Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Join us as we discuss markets, bring transparency to issues within the financial services industry, and bring honest, thoughtful analysis every week. Good morning, everybody out there in Radio Land. Thank you for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he is Josh Finelli, the one and only Josh Finelli, and we are partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the snowy Pacific Northwest, and we appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. As always, if you have a question or a comment for us, we've been getting some very clever, funny comments, especially from Grant County as of late. Uh, call us. The number is 877-670-7117, or uh, you can email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Good morning, Mr. Finelli. Good morning. So we got a comment on last week's show. Somebody just called and said we were full of BS, and I and what what we're we weren't upset by the call. We mostly just wanted to know which part of what we said was BS. <laughs> so call us back and let us know what you think. Maybe you just think the whole thing is BS, and then that's fine too. More power to you. He sounded drunk. Yeah. All right. Uh, there's a lot to talk about. The uh, capital markets have certainly been exciting. Uh, Hopefully, if you're listening to us not from uh, the Bay Area, you don't have any money in Silicon Valley Bank because uh, I guess if you have $250,000 or less, you'll be okay. You'll get your money back supposedly by Monday. That's what the FDIC said. But if you had more than that, which most people at Silicon Valley Bank had more than 250000 it could be two hundred billion billion bank failure, not a drop in the bucket, biggest since uh, 2008. That's walk-around money for Silicon Valley. All right, let's talk about the week that was for the capital markets. U.S. stocks, as measured by the good old S&P 500, were down four and a quarter percent. So we are uh, headed back lower, as Josh and I have talked uh, ad nauseum about. This was going to happen, so hopefully none of you are surprised. You always seem to be when it happens, but barely uh, clinging to positive gains for the year at this point. Barely. International developed markets were down three percent. So then now they start starting to look like the best uh, house in a bad neighborhood. <laughs> uh, emerging markets were down four percent. Small cap stocks is where we saw most of the pain. They were down eight over eight percent last week in the small cap market. And boy, oh boy, I know you have been listening to us talk about small caps. Uh, I will tell you this. Two days last week on the two biggest down days for small cap stocks, I, I committed real capital of my own money to small cap stocks. I still believe in them. And this is, you know, when the blood is in the streets, that's when you want to be buying. Well, and remember, all small caps not created equal. There's definitely a huge amount of differentiation, even amongst small cap indices. 40% of the small cap universe is a zombie business. So be careful what you're buying within that space. Uh, in the bond market, we saw moves, pretty substantial moves in the rate complex. Uh, the aggregate bond index of the S&P 500 of the bond world was actually up 1%. So it did uh, what it historically has done, which was a safe haven, money went out of stocks and into bonds. That meant uh, interest rates went down and bond prices went up. Uh, the six-month Treasury, though, the, the short end of the yield curve didn't move that much from a rate perspective, but the longer end did. Uh, the six-month Treasury still yields 5.12 percent, uh, still 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 above six uh, or five percent in the six-month Treasury. Two-year Treasury is where we saw the biggest move. Rates went pretty substantially lower, which meant bond prices went higher. Uh, the two years, 4.6, and the 10 years, 3.7, after getting above 4% not that long ago. Remember, uh, bonds, especially U.S. Treasuries, is where money goes when uncertainty and risk and volatility come into the markets. And so that's what we saw last week. We saw people sell stocks and buy bonds, which meant yields went down and prices went up. Uh, gold was down 1.5% last week at 1868 and oil saw a pretty significant sell-off as well, down 5.5% at $76.50 a barrel. So before we talk about the bank run in the state of California, we should talk about Jerome Powell. Uh, he spoke uh, last week in front of both the House and the Senate, uh, and I will give him 
credit. I don't know how he talks to those buffoons because they are so stupid. Talk about disheartening. I mean, these people, <laughs> these are the people we are electing. Uh, and, and it, I, I don't, they, I don't know if half of them know what two plus two is, but that, and it's both sides of the aisle. They are morons. Their, their grasp of economics is mind boggling. Really, and, uh... and he has lots of patience for them. And I, and I'll give him credit for that. I, I there's no way I could ha do that job because I would be making fun of them. Perpetually. Watching a couple of days of financial services subcommittee testimony, both in the Senate, which is incrementally better, but especially in the house, it'll definitely erode your confidence in elected officials. That's for sure. So, you know, before the bank failed on, uh, or, you know, the news came out on Thursday and then it got real bad on Friday, we got some uh, you know, some data that really spooked markets. Uh, and then, you know, the Fed essentially saying to the, everybody in Congress, like, because they were, pre you know, they were all both sides of the aisle were wanting him to cut rates uh, or stop raising rates. And he, he reiterated, look, no, look, we are going to continue to go. We have to break inflation. Uh, and so, you know, the job, we got the jobs report, which showed the U.S. economy added 300 and 11,000 jobs, which is a lot more than expected last month in the month of February. Uh, the only part of the jobs report that was good from an inflation perspective is we saw wage growth slow pretty substantially. But the, the Fed has two mandates, and Congress seems to forget that. It's full employment, which the unemployment rate is still 3.6%, you know, 50-something plus year low. Uh, so that part's covered. And the other, the other deal, thing they have to deal with is inflation. Inflation is still uh, higher than where anybody wants it to be. Uh, and if they don't tame inflation, it will persist and stick around. And that's what Elizabeth Warren and all these doofuses don't seem to understand, that if we have persistently high inflation, it will be much more impactful to all of her constituents for much longer than a recession. Recessions are important uh, phenomenons in in a capitalistic free market society. They have to happen. We cannot have a free market and a capitalistic society without a recession. It that just cannot happen. Truly, I think the only confrontational exchange between Jay Powell and Elizabeth Warren where he had to try to make that point to her. Yeah, but she's, she's like talking <laughs> to a wall. I mean, come on. Okay, so let's talk about Silicon Valley Bank. And so this is one of those deals where... Um, you know, where we didn't, we had bad capital allocation decisions by people that should know better or you think should know better. And then the risk managers were, I guess, probably doing quaaludes in the back. So, <laughs> it, you know, here's the deal. When, when Josh and I, we, we are capital allocators, just like if you're at a bank or you're Warren Buffett, you have to say, okay, we have this, we have this much in capital at the bank, uh, or if you're Warren Buffett, an insurance company, where does it make sense for us to invest that money that's going to provide us the most liquidity and the most safety? And that is the treasury market, and that's what these people did. But the, the problem was is they went out and they bought 30-year treasuries to try to match duration with the loans they had on their books. The problem with that is, is who in their right mind thought buying a 30-year treasury was going to make sense considering where interest rates were. So what, what happened? Well, the banks, the geniuses of the bank said, you know what, we're going to sell these treasuries. And because interest rates had gone up, the price of those treasuries had gone down by a substantial amount. They, they had to essentially take a $1.6 billion loss on their treasuries that they sold, which meant then they had to go and raise money in the market, meaning they had to sell stock in the market. And that's when Wall Street said, wait a second, what's going on here? And the smart minds, the Peter Thiels of the world that are down in Silicon Valley said, ooh, you better get your money out of this bank. And then um, it creates a bank run. Good, good old-fashioned run on the bank. And so there is nothing that can be done about bank runs. And here's the thing, and this is the important thing for Josh and I and for everybody listening. We really, really, really don't think that this bank or, or, or the Fed should step in or anybody should step in because there was lots of risk taking and we cannot – the American population and the American public cannot bail out these big risk takers. It's OK to take risk. I am all for taking risk. But if you take risk and you get it wrong, in this case, you have to fail. And they can't, we can't be bailing out these people because this is the very well-heeled crowd they are expecting to be bailed out. They took risks. They knew they took risk. They need to fail, the, and the, the rest of us shouldn't the, be held liable for it. The significance of this for the broader market is, you know, basically, and especially regional banks, lots of banks hold large portfolios of bonds on the books. Rising interest rates make those old, outstanding loans at low interest rates less valuable. So you have all these regional institutions sitting on large, unrealized losses, and that's sort of what's percolating into the market. But, you know, specifically commercial real estate is the big concern, and whether or not this becomes a broader contagion, we'll see in the weeks to come.
but more for regional, not the big, big name banks. All right, if you want to be part of the program, question or comment, give us a call, 877-670-7117, or go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, and send us an email. We're gonna, when we come back, we're going to talk about market timing, stock trying to make sense of short-term move, movements in the market. Stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. get a workout in at the fitness center tomorrow maybe some rafting on the deschutes river or i could go for a swim and spend the afternoon by the pool it's pretty easy to fill your calendar when you live the life you love at stonebriar walk the nature trails at pilot butte or maybe give tracy a call we can go shopping in bend on saturday sunday read a book on the deck and after an active day outside you come home to gorgeous resort style one two or three bedroom apartments with cook's kitchens spacious bath full-size washer and dryers computer labs with free internet covered parking and my fur babies pets allowed stonebriar is currently accepting applications their beautiful landscape grounds feature two clubhouses and are on Highway 20 near 27th and Bend. Google Stonebriar Apartments for details. Stonebriar, professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. Stonebriar Apartments. The best of resort living. Central Oregon is a great way to describe where we live. It's centrally located, close to mountains, rivers, lakes, and within just a short drive of the beach, too. At Thomason Auto Group, they're just like you. They like to get out there and enjoy what this part of the world has to offer. But getting there should be part of the adventure, too. Thomason has hundreds of great cars, trucks, and SUVs hand-picked so pretty much anything you're looking for is in stock and just waiting for someone like you to go out and enjoy your next journey. Because the journey is just as important as the destination. Thomason Auto Group is family-owned with locations in Bend and Redmond. They're close by and ready to help you find the right vehicle to get you out there and enjoy the great Central Oregon outdoors. Enjoy the journey with a little help from Thomason Auto Group. Online at thomason.com. My friend and I are taking a trip to Mexico this year, but neither of us speak Spanish. So we downloaded Babbel and started learning Spanish fast. Want to start getting conversational in another language in as little as three weeks? Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons were designed by language experts to be the most efficient and effective way to learn a new language. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? Babbel's interactive lessons are created by real language teachers and voiced by real native speakers using a modern conversation-based method. So in no time, you can start speaking confidently about real-life topics in another language. Nosotras vamos a México en dos días y ahora hablamos español. Gracias, Babbel. Sí, muchas gracias. <laughs> Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Connect to the Financial Focus Radio Show on YouTube or iTunes. Listen to past shows, get our bi-weekly e-news, and keep up to date on the market. You can also sign up for our e-newsletter on our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Let's get back to the show. If you'd like to sign up for a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get one of those scheduled. The number here is 800-743-0988, or you can go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, and send us an email. 
Uh, this is really interesting. This comes from uh, Black Knight or Bloomberg, really. Uh, over half of U.S. Mortgage, mortgages originated in 2020 or later. So think about that. <laughs> over half. So more than half of the mortgages that exist in the United States are three years old or less. The Fed, which held zero dollars worth of mortgage-backed securities in 2008, held almost 1.4 trillion of mortgage-backed securities in 2020, then doubled their mortgage-backed security holding by April of 2022. Essentially, it was a criminal distortion of the housing market. And, you know, look, I know everybody thinks Josh and I are haters because we talk about real estate very unlike most people in Central Oregon because everybody in Central Oregon thinks it's the greatest thing in the history of the world. But the housing market was more distorted in this country uh, in the last couple of years than it was before the global financial crisis because the Federal Reserve subsidize unbelievably low rates. And that is the biggest determining factor in the housing market is the interest rate environment. I know you want to talk about supply and all that stuff. Eventually, all that stuff catches up because interest rates determine what happens with that asset. Uh, and it was criminally distorted. There was absolutely no reason the Federal Reserve had to do what they did in terms of buying the amount of mortgage-backed bonds that they bought over that period. It was absolutely criminal. Uh, and this is the stuff that when they get Jerome Powell in front of Congress that they should talk about. They're all too stupid to even know what that means. <laughs> but that's really the reality. They should, that, that's the, 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 literally, them doing that was the reason we're in this situation, and it's the reason that they had to raise interest rates as much it, as they have. Because So if they didn't do that, if they just said, okay, the emergency's over, let's go back to normal – Markets would have found an equilibrium, but instead they distorted it to a criminal it, it's level. It's comical to watch the representations in Congress that, you know, they're so upset about rising rates because of what that does to affordability, yet it remedies affordability. That is the paradox in itself. And, of course, the problem is the Fed owning 40 percent of all outstanding mortgage debt. And if they had tipped the pedal off the metal a year before, much of this dilemma wouldn't exist as it does today. Or if our central banks around the world would just let free markets be free markets, right? Too late. I mean, that, there, there is no, nothing in their mandate that says that, they have that to... Train, that train left the station. They have to 15, intervene 15, on a free market. We are a free market. That train left the station 15 years ago. Oh, man, I should be elected Fed governor. Okay, before we talk about trying, people trying to make sense of markets, especially in the short term, uh, Morningstar did a really cool study, and they looked at... Um, projected returns of different asset classes based on the valuation, you know, price to earnings, price to book multiples. So in tw at the end of 2021, the 10-year projected uh, growth for large cap growth stocks was 6%. Large cap value was 8%. It's now, uh, for large cap uh, growth, 9.5% and 9% for value. And so I, I bring that up because if you think about stocks this way, because people think about them the wrong way, when they're going up, they're getting more risky, right? When stocks come down, when they go down 20%, they are a lot less risky than they were in 2021, but people have it opposite. So projected returns go up when stocks go down. When stocks keep going up interrupted, projected future returns go down, and, that, and people have that backwards. So the good news is for future returns for stock prices is when they come down, the returns going forward look better, and that's what you should uh, remember, especially if you're adding money to the market. Okay, so here, here's what I want to bring up in this segment as it relates to market timing and people trying to make sense of the market in the short term. So you know, a, a, a year ago, Russia invaded Ukraine, um, and, you know, it looked like commodity prices and uh, energy prices were going to go through the roof. And in the short term, they did. I mean, the price of weed and the prices of energy uh, went through the roof, and that's what you would expect. But then all of a sudden, the floor dropped out, and the prices of a lot of those things went way lower. And so, you know, a lot of people try to use intuition to try to do something with their portfolio as it relates to the market, right? So another great example is, you know, if, if Josh and I had come to you on, on March 18th, let's say, of 2020, when the coronavirus was really taking hold and the global economy was shutting down and flights weren't happening and nobody was leaving their house, and we said to you, what do you think you should do with your money? 
because the global economy is shutting down because we have a pandemic, most people would say, oh, I'm going to go to cash. Re I'm gonna rewind a little bit further. Go back to January of 2020 before we knew that coronavirus was even going to happen. If you, didn't, if you knew that coronavirus was coming at that time, stocks are still 21% higher than they were be before the onset of coronavirus. What would, your impulse, would, what would your impulse to do if you were afraid of coronavirus exploding into a global pandemic? Of course, it would have been to buy fixed income. What has the aggregate bond index done since January of 2020? It's down 7%. What has the S&P 500 done? It's up 21%. Small cap value is up 23%. The point is, is even if you knew the news, you still can't trade it. So our, our brain, human brains, we, we are desperate to make sense of things, right? We want to, we want to be able to try to like limit our, our potential risk or something that we are, are worried about. And the problem is in investing, our reptilian brain, the sort of back part of our brain, uh, isn't made for investing um, because, you know, essentially investing is a lot like when a saber-toothed cat is chasing you uh, and there's 10 other people running, you just have to be faster than nine of the other people and you've got to run in the other direction. Investing, you got to run towards the saber-toothed cat, right? And so that's the challenge that human beings have is that we want to run away from the, the, what we perceive to be danger when we need to be running towards it. And so the other thing that is very dangerous as it relates to market volatility and the market we're experiencing right now is that a lot of you out there seek reassurance from people who will share a similar view to you, right? So if you have a certain political view, you might watch uh, Fox News or you might watch CNN because that's this reassurance that you're seeking. Or you might talk to people uh, that that you, let's say your financial advisor that you say you're scared of the market, you want to go to cash and your financial instead of doing his or her job and counseling you to stay invested, they just agree with you. And then you like that relationship, even though they're, they're doing a huge disservice to you. The other thing that people f fail to recognize is that a lot of the bad news is already priced in. Remember, stocks are a, dis are a discount of the future. And so stocks are trading on what the future is going to bring, not the past. And so people focus, you know, as they say, most generals fight the last battle. That's what a lot of you are doing now. Like when this bank failed on Friday, you're thinking about 2008, 2009 global financial crisis happening all over again. And the chances of that are pretty slim. And so, you know, remember, stocks are go up based on earnings growing over time. And I think everybody listening right there would, out there right now thinks that the companies that make up the S&P 500 five years from now, they will be making more money than they make today, which means the S&P will be higher. What happens between now and then, who cares? Stocks trade based on earnings and earnings grow over time because the U.S. economy grows over time. That's all you need to know. It's not any more complicated than that. Trying to predict short-term movement of stock markets, bond markets, housing markets is futile. So stop trying to do it. You all are trying to do it. Stop trying to do it. I know not all of you. Sorry. All right. If you'd like to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do a video in the middle and end of every month. We talk about what's going on in the markets, especially as it relates to our clients' money. So to get signed up for that, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Send us an email. Just let us know you'd like to be added to our e-newsletter list. When we come back, we're going to tackle some phone calls and emails. So stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. Washington Trust Bank. Can't is a four-letter word. I think I'll sell my veggies at the market. You can't even remember to water the house plants. Hey, we need to build a home office. We can. We're adding another bathroom. I think I'll study programming. Bro, you can't even connect your phone to Bluetooth. Whether you're looking for a personal line of credit to build a home office or a loan to take your business to the next level, we'll help you get there. Go to watrust.com to get started. Washington Trust Bank. Member FDIC. 
Travel Plaza in Madras. You get food, fuel, and fun all in one fabulous stop. After you fuel up with our low fuel prices, enjoy something fresh from our deli. Shop our store for local crafts and jewelry, travel essentials, electronics, and more. Then have some fun in our game room with 30 of the hottest slot machines and all the rewards you can handle. Life's good on the plateau. Food, fuel, and fun. You might find yourself in need of more than a few fine things for almost any occasion. Try the Cosmic Depot, the general store of delights right here in the heart of Bend. Perhaps a satchel of organic chamomile for your tea, an amethyst ring for your pointer finger, or a fairy sitting on a toadstool to hold your stick of incenses on your list, or a gift that means more and costs less than all the rest. Cosmic Depot has them. Feel free to try the Tibetan singing bowls until you find the one that resonates to your liking. Take a flip through the sticker book and see if you find what you're looking for to set your water bottle apart from the rest. Cosmic Depot stocks a rainbow of tapestries and candles of all variety to gussy up the abode. You may need some sweet hippie garb for your rambling or a new hat for your bean. Maybe a bottle of patchouli. Wait, maybe plumeria. Ooh, how about green apple? The Cosmic Depot is your enthusiastic, stockiest for all things offbeat and wonderful. Open daily Cosmic Depot is at 342 Northeast Clay in Bend or online at thecosmicdepot.com. We live in a high desert wonderland. And you like to be outside. The Ben Factory stores have what you need. For the Central Oregon outdoor lifestyle. Make a bold statement and save up to 70% every day. Over 20 famous brand names like Columbia, Nike, and Pendleton. And locals like Learning Express Toys, Runway Fashion Exchange, and Cascade Mattress and Bedroom Furniture. Shop with nothing in mind and find exactly what you wanted. Great buys that reflect your personality. Learning Express Toys wants to keep the kid in each of us happy. They want it to be easy and fun to make your kid's birthday party the best. Check Learning Express Toys' website and explore their birthday box registry. Kids can make their own wish list of favorite toys, and then you can share the birthday box registry with family and friends. That's Learning Express Toys. Smart shoppers start at the Ben Factory stores, South Highway 97. Because everyone needs an outlet. Imagine the heartbreak of losing your home and discovering, because of inflation, your insurance coverage isn't enough to replace it. For many who lost their homes in recent wildfires, that's reality. But Country Financial offers guaranteed replacement coverage. That means they guarantee to rebuild your home after a disaster, regardless of the dollar amount listed on your policy. What it really means is peace of mind. And Country Financial is one of the few insurance companies offering this peace of mind. Call Fabian Clark at Country Financial to learn more. You're listening to Financial Focus Radio Show, where you get honest and actionable advice every week from the partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Remember, you can always listen to past shows on iTunes or find us on northwestquadrantwealth.com. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he is Josh Trinelli, and we are partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Uh, if you have a question for us or want to just make a comment, you can call us, 877-670-7117, or you can always email us, which is what most people do, by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Uh, this comes from the International Monetary Fund, IMF. Uh, in the year 2000, um, the, the size, I'm looking at the different economies around the world, uh, China was about, let's see, about... 15% of the U.S. economy, it is now the same size as the U.S. economy. And so if anybody wonders why 
we're worried about them as a power globally. That is the reason uh, Japan used to be 50% and now it's under 20. It's crazy. Germany's about the same. India was less than five and now it's creeping to be 16. Obviously, they are the world's largest democracy with about 1.3 billion. Uh, so the, and the rest of Europe's about the same size. So uh, it's interesting, these economies that, you know, China, obviously, it's so massive. It should be. Uh, as big or bigger than us. Um, and so that shouldn't be a surprise to anybody that their economy uh, has run us down and is probably going to be passing us, if they already haven't. I'm, I'm pretty sure they probably already have. It depends on the metric, yeah. P purchasing power parity that they say that they have, but, uh, you know, coronavirus response there maybe bought us a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. But, yeah, we'll see. All right. Well, let's tackle a phone call at 877-670-7117. Yes, water under the bridge, i.e. S&P down about 25% or more. Wow. Josh says I would have made a binary move, quote, unquote, by getting out of S&P and putting my money into treasuries instead of uh, – due to the rising rates and the war. That's why I wish I would have gotten out of the S&P 500. How is it that much different than selling what is sure to be a loser? Buy low, sell high. Seems like a no-brainer. I must say I bought into your mantra, time in the market, and now I'm regretting it. Also, Actually enjoying your show, that part I can't quite handle, but time goes on. So could you go over the particulars to investing in treasuries through Treasury Direct specifically? It seems a little convoluted, the, the terminology online. I'm not sure which one's the real interest rates you're going to get. Appreciate it. Enjoy your show. Thank you. Well, okay, sir. We appreciate the call. Uh, obviously, we're not going to just answer your question without tackling the comments that you made. Uh, so, with all due respect, and that, that's, I'm saying that loosely, y you uh, have no idea what you're talking about. I don't, what's this water under the bridge, i.e. stuff? Like, I, I know you say you listen to our show, but you don't actually, you're not hearing what we're saying clearly. And so... Um, you're misinterpreting, and I, I, it, makes, it bothers me, I guess, that maybe other people are misinterpreting what we're saying and, and the message we're delivering. And so the first thing that you should know about us is we, we are not market timers. We know that nobody can be market We know it is a sure path to terrible investment returns. And so, sir, that's what you're doing. And so your investment returns in your lifetime are going to be abysmal because – you don't understand what it is that you're doing when you're investing. And so Josh said that investing is not a binary decision. We've said that a lot on the show. It is not about whether or not to invest. It's, it's being invested all the time. It's just getting your asset allocation right. So we're not saying you either should be all invested in the S&P or all invest, invested in bonds, which is, I think, what you're hearing, which is not what we're saying at all. And we never have said that. It's Investing is not a binary decision in one thing or another. It's getting building an asset allocation, meaning different parts of the market, that makes sense for you, your tolerance for volatility, and your circumstances. And yes, that might mean half your money's in the S&P and half in bonds, uh, or, or some version of that, or 60%, or you know, that is that is a, 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 you know. But this is the case when you know you you probably need help. Uh, because you're hurting yourself, uh, you know, you're 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 thinking that anybody, you included, can make a prediction about what's going to happen in the short-term movements of the market. I would have you just think about the S and P 500 uh, was at a thousand in 1982. Now it's at 32,000. That's going to be true 40 years from now. And I have no doubt, like zero doubt that that's going to happen. Um, and so markets go up, stock markets go up over time because earnings grow. And, and that's all there is to it. The rest, the, the war in Ukraine, who's in the White House, interest rates going up. 
all of that is short-term noise that, yes, will affect markets in the short term, but has no bearing on the long-term ability for companies to grow earnings. Sir, if you think about Nike or you think about Costco or you think about McDonald's or you think about all these great businesses, don't you believe that three, five, ten years from now they will be making more money than they do today? I think your answer would be yes. Guess what? Their stock prices will be higher. What happens in the meantime? is irrelevant and shouldn't you shouldn't be worried about it and and the other thing you should know the stock market's down 20 percent not 25 or more percent from the all-time high so get the facts right first because you're 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 causing yourself lots of bad decisions and and costing yourself money uh because you're not understanding what you're doing and that's the biggest problem for a lot of people so you're making it more complex uh than you need to be so you are trying to enter you're trying to be a market timer, and that is a sure way to have abysmal returns. Because let's say now your portfolio is down 20%, you sell it, and now you're buying bonds. Now you need four years worth of bond returns to get back to even. You, you see how that math is? And then, okay, stocks are doing well again. Now I'm gonna pile into stocks right before they sell off. You're just, you're just creating this vicious cycle where you'd literally be better in a money market and never do anything else. So you either have to understand what you're buying when you're buying the S&P 500 and know how it works, or just don't invest in stocks because you are, your behavior is very well, dangerous. And it's also 100% proof that markets are inefficient, yeah. 100%. Well, addressing the Treasury Direct thing, we can't really give uh, sort of descriptive use of the user interface, but the point of not of investing not being a binary decision is in 2021, if you're engaged in a responsible rebalancing strategy, you were selling some of your winners over the last 14-year bull market and buying back some treasuries. And, you know, our advice has been pretty sound. I mean, the market's proven us right. Short-term treasuries were the bastion of safety, you know, within the bond market. Those short-term treasuries didn't do anything uh, over the course of 2022. Uh, you know, they were a dollar when you needed it to be. And now they're rolling over. And yes, they pay you four and a half to 5%. But that same money now can be redeployed into stocks at uh, for return expectations that were significantly higher than they were at any point at the onset of 2022 or at any point in 2021. And that's the nature of it not being binary, is it's just a pendulum swinging back and forth. But he's, got, he's getting the pendulum exactly opposite. Yeah. and He's, you're, he's selling you're stocks trying to, down you're and buying bonds when they're up. You're trying to reduce risk when expected returns are better now than they have been at any point in years. And so you're sort of approaching it from the complete opposite standpoint of what you should be, which is to embrace risk and understand that uncertainty is what creates opportunity. And markets are perpetually climbing that wall of worry. And that wall of worry is why equity risk premiums are what they are. Because if it was obvious that the coast is clear, stock investing would have pretty poor returns because everyone would always do it. Yeah, so, I mean, treasurydirect.gov uh, is where you can go on and buy U.S. Treasuries directly. Just make sure you're buying short-duration, one-year or less treasuries. Uh, you know, I mean, we don't know your situation, so we can't give you specific recommendations on which treasuries to buy. But it's pr pretty self-explanatory when you go on there and you look. Or if you have a custodian like a big Schwab or a TD or Fidelity, uh, you can go on there or, or you can call them and they'll help you buy individual treasuries. But, you know, again, you're, you're, you're market timing the exact opposite way that you should be to have long-term success. And it's not just Josh, in my opinion, it's history uh, saying that that's true, and we know that history is going to repeat itself, especially in this case. All right, if you have a question for the show or a comment like that caller did, call us 877-670-7117, or you can email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to actually talk about how you build a portfolio for retirement that is sustainable throughout your whole retirement. Stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988.
Did you know that the average public university student borrows $32,880 for their bachelor's degree? Many borrowers list student debt as the main barrier to buying a home, starting a business, or even retiring from their jobs. Are student loans keeping you from other goals? Between different payment plans, types of cancellation, and tax implications, we know that student debt can be confusing. Don't let that confusion keep you from addressing your debt. Our website offers resources, including frequently asked questions, links to other sites, and tips for avoiding scams. The site is updated by the Student Loan Ombuds, who also receives and attempts to resolve complaints about servicers or other issues with student loans. Take control of your financial future by addressing your student debt today. Visit the Division of Financial Regulations Student Loan Help Site at dfr.oregon.gov or call the Student Loan Ombuds at 888-877-4894. This message brought to you by the Oregon Division of Financial Regulation, the Oregon Association of Broadcasters, and this station. We live in a high desert wonderland. And you like to be outside. The Ben Factory stores have what you need. For the Central Oregon outdoor lifestyle. Make a bold statement and save up to 70% every day. Over 20 famous brand names like Columbia, Nike, and Pendleton. And locals like Learning Express Toys, Runway Fashion Exchange, and Cascade Mattress and Bedroom Furniture. Shop with nothing in mind and find exactly what you wanted. Great buys that reflect your personality. The Columbia pop-up has become a local favorite, and it's going strong, so they've decided to remain open in Space 150 next to the food trucks. Save an extra 20% off at the Columbia pop-up clearance store with new arrivals and bigger deals coming in. Don't miss your chance to save on great brands like Sorel and Prana. Shop the Columbia Sportswear pop-up today. Smart shoppers start at the Ben Factory stores, South Highway 97. Because everyone needs an outlet. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war in the term life industry. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man aged 45 non-smoker can get a million dollars of coverage for $75 per month. Level rate for 10 years. Or a man aged 50 non-smoker can obtain $500,000 of coverage for a monthly premium of $110. Level rate for 20 years. That's right. Guaranteed level rate for 20 years. If you're a smoker, we have great rates available for you as well. At Term Busters, we specialize in policies of $500,000 and above. If you're looking for a new or replacement term life insurance, call today for a quote. 800-786-9161. You're probably paying more than you should. Call 1-800-786-9161. Remember, 1-800-786-9161. Sample rate quotes based on preferred non-smoker rate class. Exam required to qualify. Thank you for joining Financial Focus Radio Show. Honest, transparent analysis brought to you every week by Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Call the show anytime at 877-670-7117. We'll try to answer your question on the air in the following weeks. Now, back to the team from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. I'm part of said team, Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he's Josh Finelli, and we're partners at Northwest Quadrant here in the snowy Pacific Northwest. We appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. So current market expectations for the path of the Fed funds rate probably got altered on Friday, but this was on Thursday. Um, the market thought there was going to be a 50 basis point hike uh, to between five and five and a quarter percent, and then uh, a 25 basis point hike, but uh, but to between five and a quarter and five and a half, and then uh, the, the final one was going to be 25 basis points to get the Fed funds rate to between five and a half and five and three quarters, and that was going to be by the summer. And then the market thought the Fed was going to pause with rate cuts. Ready for this? Starting in January of 2024 with the Fed funds rate ending at four and a quarter percent in 2024. So here's what I hope. I really hope the market's wrong. The good news is market market usually is wrong as it relates to what's gonna happen with Fed funds rate. Um, I just want the Fed to continue to do what is right so we stop finding ourselves in these positions as, a, as an economy because we are mortgaging our future 
the more the Fed intervenes in our market as it relates to bailing people out and having our deficit continue to climb at unprecedented rates. Obviously, it is tax season. Uh, for those of you that are doing taxes yourself, one of the things that Josh and I find funny, well, not necessarily funny, is that there are a lot of CPAs in, in, in Bend, in Central Oregon, and, and in Eugene, but all of them seem to want the same clients, and, one, and those are the clients that pay. So there used to be lots of what we call enrolled agent, agents out there that aren't CPAs uh, but could do taxes, and, and those, a lot of those people have retired. They were the ones that did sort of the rel relatively easy individual tax returns. Those, those are harder and harder to come by, those people. And so a lot of you out there are doing them, your taxes yourself. What I would tell you, if you hire a CPA or an enrolled agent, they usually give you a tax checklist. Uh, and I would tell you, if you're doing your taxes yourself, go online and get a tax checklist because you do there are a lot of – not a lot, but there are quite a few things that go into doing your taxes and getting them right. And, and you just don't want to miss any of the deductions that you may or may not have. And so go online. There's, there's tax lists, all sorts of different tax lists. Maybe put, print off a couple so you make sure you get everything covered uh, just because you don't want to miss some of the deductions that exist out there. Uh, all right. It, uh, so one of the things that I thought would be useful to people listening out there is how you build a sustainable Portfolio. When I sustain, say sustainable, I don't mean ESG. I mean sustainable so that your money lasts as long as you do in retirement. Because in times of uncertainty, the people that seem to get the most scared and upset are the people that are retired and dependent on their investment portfolio in retirement for some of their income. And so Josh and I feel like, and believe me, we didn't invent this, but we feel like the way that we do it for our clients makes the most sense is the lowest cost and it's very simple. And so we're simple guys and we believe that the best strategies are usually the simplest. Uh, and so Josh, describe to our listening audience how we go about building a portfolio that is sustainable and durable and that may rest, you know, we can make our clients be rest assured that we're not forced to sell anything that is down even when they're taking income from their portfolios. One of the mantras that we often repeat on the show is invest relative to your purpose. And uh, for us, you know, the majority of our client base, uh, 60 plus percent are retirees and their purpose is to generate sustainable income uh, in retirement. And so, you know, for us, we look at relative risk tolerance and, you know, that can it can go within sort of a, a different bounds, but we kind of call it Different, different places call it different names, but we have a sort of a bucket strategy. We call it our return enhancers and risk reducers. But the idea is by starting at your distribution rate, uh, your risk reducers, you should have a number of years worth of your distribution rate in risk reducers. And those risk reducers are, in our and case. Today, they're short-term treasuries. You know, we've been in short-term treasuries since uh, basically 2020, uh, just before 2020, but not uh, you know, the reason that we owned them is because in our estimation three years ago, the only asset that was going to reduce risk, the biggest risk to risk reducers, of course, was going to be rising interest rates. But they were the only asset that was going to perform that function of being a dollar when we needed it to be a dollar. So the starting point for us is if we know your distribution rate is 4%, which is a sustainable distribution rate for a 60-40 portfolio or a 70-30 portfolio for a retiree, uh, we know over five years you're going to take out 20% of the total balance of that portfolio at starting in year one. Uh, you know, depending on your risk tolerance, you can add either less or more. Uh, it's really just that, you know, that's individual and situationally specific, but that's really the starting point for us. And then the other side of your portfolio, whether it's 60, 70, 80%, that's in the return enhancers. You know, the return enhancing side of your portfolio is, is stocks for the most part. You know, historically, return enhancers also could have been bonds, and maybe we're <laughs> going to enter that world again. Uh, you know, the last time we were in it was the 80s and 1990s, so it's been 30 years basically. But the idea is that that part of the portfolio can change too. But most importantly is you have to be able to withstand bear markets. And if you go back and you look at significant multi-year drawdowns in the last 24 years, you've seen two three and five year drawdown periods. In the early 2000s, tech telecom media bubble was one. Uh, in the wake of 2008, that was the other. It was five years before stocks regained their prior highs. And so the point of having those risk reducers laddered out like that is that you're not selling the return enhancing side of your portfolio to generate the income you need. 
you don't have a big opportunity cost associated with selling those assets. So the answer is not go buy an annuity because your advisor is lazy and doesn't want to build a portfolio that is appropriate for you and deal with uh, keeping you invested when there's market volatility. Because look, in the, the scenario just, Josh just described, is obviously your total portfolio is going to decline, but it's our job as our clients' financial advisors to remind our clients, like, look, look at what we've been selling. We're selling bonds to create your income so that when stocks do recover, because they always do and the, this time is not different, the stock part of your portfolio will recover, and then we can go back to maybe selling stocks if that's what makes the most sense when we get there. But it, it's not the answer is not an immediate annuity, an indexed annuity, a variable annuity. That is not the answer. That's it's a lazy advisor being lazy. That is not the answer. The answer is high quality, low cost investments, just getting the asset mix correct. Because if you know you want to maximize your income in retirement, but also maximize how much you're going to give to your beneficiaries, the that is the absolute answer. Not buying very expensive products that the person selling them gets paid a lot on because that reduces the amount that you're going to have for your income in retirement and how much you give to your beneficiaries or charities or whatever it is important to you to give. So to recap, your risk reducers right now need to be true risk reducers, which to us mean one year or less in duration to U.S. Treasuries so that the stock part of your portfolio, whenever that does happen, the recovery happens, that part of your portfolio can recover. We feel like you know this strategy worked during the global financial crisis, as Josh mentioned, from the peak in 2007 back to the peak was five years and this strategy worked really well during that period we don't think this time is different at all so uh, that's the way in our mind that makes the most sense to do it it's pretty simple to do it doesn't take a lot of work and energy josh and i are proof of that um, and and it works over time so uh, if you want a free retirement review to talk about that in your situation give our office a call if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, the number here is 800-743-0988. Or you can send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about why you probably should still be worried about your bond portfolio and where you're putting your bond money. So stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on northwestquadrantwealth.com.